New, new, new black, new, new black Wall Street book club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. <laughs> Literature is for the masses. Where to put your money down the how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with come us. Read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. Yeah. If we all just come together, there's no limit for there's us. No limit for us. <laughs> Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Welcome to the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put it in a book, we absolutely will find it. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best selling author of the book. The Black Billionaires Club. It's a study of black wealth. It's a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. We can find that book by going to the website www.theblackbillionairesclub.com www.theblackbillionairesclub.com You'll find that link in the description above or below. In today's episode of the New Black Wall Street Book Club, we continue along in our journey into the book, What Makes the Great Great? Strategies for Extraordinary Achievement by Mr. Dennis P. Kimbrough. What Makes the Great Great? Strategies for Extraordinary Achievement by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. The anatomy of the great executive, the anatomy of the great executive again coming out of the book what makes the great great from mr dennis p kimbrough the anatomy of the great executive let's read uh, everyone needs to master something oh we can stop right there <laughs> what is it that you are going to master everybody needs to master something what have you mastered what are you mastering where are you putting your focus at? Hey, here's what I want to tell you. You ain't going to master everything, but you can master something. You can master at least one thing. You ain't going to master everything. And some of y'all are trying to master everything. That's why, you're not ma- that's why you're not making a lot of progress in any one thing. But you can master one thing. What's that one thing going to be for you? Everyone needs to master something. Whatever you do in life, be greater, be greater than your calling. Choose one profession and master it in all details. Sleep by it, I swear by it, and by all means, work for it. And success will add glory to your labor. A corporate executives, for example, choose and master careers in business with the thought that all things considered, corporate life offers the greatest opportunity for personal satisfaction. They come to the corporate world hoping to have their full range of talents and abilities tested and utilized. Business schools for of yesteryear summed up the philosophy in the pre, pre, that presupposes individual success. Go to the bottom of your business if you would climb to the top. Do that which is assigned and more will be added unto you. These ideas are not new, but are they enough? What are the black corporate executives? Those men and women who risk resources and reputations to reach the highest rung of the corporate ladder. Those individuals are with the latest management techniques who have also felt the tug of ambition. Do the same traits apply? 
is hard work enough? If not, what are the core values and skills? Time and again, high achieving men and women have subjected to intense examination to reveal their inner secrets to success. Volumes of research have pinpointed certain traits that are common among peak performers. There are certain traits that are common among peak performers. There are certain traits that are common among peak performers. Matter of fact, there are certain certain traits that are common among the wealthy. That's why I continue to tell people, if you want to be wealthy, study wealthy people. There are common traits that are among the wealthy. There are common traits that are among successful people. The, these characteristics, characteristics have often emerged from self-appraisals and personal accounts earmarked uh, as corporate climbers try to piece those factors together that repeatedly earmark business success. However, little is known of the skills of those remarkably successful black senior level executives who, like their white counterparts, continue to encounter a changing environment, stiff competition, ever-shrinking markets, as well as racial bias. What is known to the, of these men and women who take on the odds and continue to pursue their objectives? Achieving corporate success and remaining competitive through the ups and downs of an unstable economy has never been easy. The wave of restructuring and spinoffs and mergers and acquisitions is no fluke. There is some cost. Failure is frequent. Adjustments and mid-course corrections are the norm. Early retirement, golden parachutes, and lateral assignments are routine. How, furthermore, overcoming barriers and roadblocks can be horrendous. As a result, many corporate climbers stop climbing. Even the best and the brightest lapse into apathy. While this holds true for everyone who dares to test these tricky waters, the black corporate achiever is cast afloat with the most limited provisions. In their early years, many black executives were belittled. For example, in the late 1960s, with degree in hand, Frito-Lay's Lloyd Ward was greeted with derision during an interview where he tried to convince a college recruiter that a black man could achieve and prosper in the corporate arena. Sorry, you're too early. Ward was told by an indifferent personnel manager. Come back in 20 years, the man said. Unyielding, this serenely confident college grad fired back. Sir, will that be in the morning or the afternoon? Just imagine the type of skepticism that was aimed at her way when Linda Baker King decided to make her move in a personal care division of Gillette. The whispers behind her back, ignored by her peers and staff meetings, and combined burdens of sexism and racism were laid at her feet. But every day of the meeting, sorrow, every day of meeting, sorrow makes the life more grand. Somehow, some way, this black woman with a Harvard MBA would rise above it. Before the final page was turned, Vice President for Market Development would be written by her name. Kraft Foods, Paula Sneed, Sun Microsystems, Dorothy Terrell, and Coca-Cola's Carolyn Baldwin have similar stories to tell. All started from scratch, without influence or connection. So we're talking about some black executives who started from nothing and worked their way up the corporate ladder. 
We're just simply saying if they could do it in the 60s, the 70s, you can do it today. And you may have to go through some of the very similar things that they had to go through just because of the world that we live in. But if they could do it, you could do it. A quick word from our sponsor. Don't just buy black, decorate black. ERGJ Black Bazaar is the Afrocentric marketplace, and we specialize in urban home decor. Anything from shower sets to wall tapestries to duvet cover sets, you can decorate your entire home with original black art-inspired gifts. Check us out at www.ergjblackbazaar.com, www.ergjblackbazaar.com. ERGJ Black Bazaar, the Afrocentric marketplace. We make group economics easy. Who makes it up the corporate ladder and why? Who makes it up the corporate ladder and why? In 1992, I came to Clark Atlanta University in Atlanta, Georgia as a professor in the School of Business Administration and director of the newly created Center of Entrepreneurship. Here, I gained access to a remarkably gifted and diverse group of business students, alumni, and visiting luminaries. As in my earlier search for the formula for achievement among black entrepreneurs, an idea began to take hold. I turned my sights to the essence of leadership and the pursuit of excellence. I sought out individuals who could provide answers to the question, who makes it up the corporate ladder and why? I shifted my focus to members of one of the most elite clubs in the nation, the top 100 senior level corporate executives in black America. Because little practical material exists, my approach to the research was similar to the methods that I followed in Think and Grow Rich a Black Choice. To begin the search, I cast a broad net looking for men and women of power and influence. Because the goal of this research was to uncover a number of candidates, I collected names and data from many sources, Black Enterprise, Business Week, Forbes and Fortune magazines, human resources specialists, executive recruiters, business schools, professional organizations, and the most prominent, the Washington DC-based Executive Leadership Council. The eventual choice of participants was a decidedly non-statistical, subjective judgment call. In some cases, the choice of candidates was obvious. No matter the criteria, position, industry, bottom line, impact, or compensation, by any measure, these individuals had to be included. On the other hand, as my field work progressed, names were added that had not emerged from the initial screening process. So this is Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. In case you guys don't know, he did. He has done a lot of research on black excellence and black success and black entrepreneurship this is one of the main reasons why i continue to pick up and read his books so we can get the research that he has already done we can learn from the work that he has put in what executive pro the executive profile what it tells you these individuals are, by definition, successful. 
They have achieved highly visible and responsible positions at the nation's most prominent corporations and financial institutions. Uh, these findings offer an overview of the goals, attitudes, and range of experience of these executives, as well as examining how their motivations and priorities shape their career paths. But how does each individual define success? Surprisingly, not in monetary terms or in terms of title or prestige. Instead, in the corporate arena, executives consider themselves successful when they have obtained the ability to affect change and the capacity to enjoy their work. A executives consider themselves successful when they have attained the ability to affect change and the capacity to enjoy their work. The composite black executive is a 46-year-old college graduate, 27% of female, who have been with his or her present employer less than 10 years. He or she bears the title vice president and more often than not holds an MBA degree. In terms of compensation, he or she broke the $100,000 barrier or at before the age of 40. Their current compensation is $200,000. A few are millionaires. Their career moves have been motivated by a desire for increased responsibility and challenge. One third aspire to the top job in the firm. Most of their career has been spent within marketing and sales pitching some of the country's most competitive products. They work between 55 and 62 hours a week and take two vacations a year. They consider themselves liberal to, to moderate on social issues and moderate to conservative, conservative on fiscal matters. He or she belongs to several organizations choosing to devote his or her time to the National Association for Advancement of Colored People, the Urban League, 100 Black Men or 100 Black Women. Their combined net worth will position them as the 33rd on the black enterprise list of the top 100 black owned firms. But this tells only part of the story. I wish to emphasize data that most people overlook. A common belief exists that there are indeed qualities that lead some of the top of their fields, whereas others struggle along in the middle of the pack. If this is true, what is the secret formula for success that lies hidden in the personality of those who achieve it? In this case, the answer may be worth a thousand, might be worth thousands of dollars, maybe even millions. When asked to evaluate which factor was most important to their career, it is astonishing how uniformly their business leaders replied, hard work. When asked to evaluate which factor was the most important to their career, these business leaders reply, hard work. There is no substitute for hard work. Now, of course, I believe that as you work harder, you must work smarter. Because even working smarter, it can be harder at times. But they always unanimously say, hey, here's the key to my success. Hard work. You know what I found? Many people are, 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 are hardly working. And that's what it seems to be we're in a society in society today where we have people who are hardly working, but they're expecting to reap the benefits from hardly working. And they want the fringe benefits of those who work hard, but yet they're hardly working. That doesn't add up. That doesn't add up. 
Do you work hard or do you hardly work? When we look at your schedule for the week, what does that look like? Does it does it does it show a person who works hard or does it show a person who hardly works? The answer. The antidote. The solution is to go to work. As you think about your day to day, it's a Friday. What is the work that you need to put in? Go to work. Let me check one more time with Brother Ali, man. I, I, I see him here. Brother Ali, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you see me? No, I'm not able to see you, but I hear you very good. Okay, well, here's the deal, brother. We got to, we got to make this happen. I want you to know, Brother Ali, come on, look in the camera. The people can see you, brother. Okay. The people can hear you regardless of what you can see or what you can hear. They can hear and they can see you. All right, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna finish up this last section and I'm gonna turn it over to you for Ali's affirmations of the day, okay? Good. So just, so, so just go by my voice, even though you can't necessarily see me, we can still get this through and this is still being recorded and people can and people can have this experience with Brother Ali. How's that sound? That sounds great. All right, fantastic. One second, man. Let me finish up this last <clears throat> segment. I'll come right back to you. Yes, sir. All right, we're just gonna make it. Hey, sometimes we just gotta make it do what it do, people. So we do have a special guest here today, uh, Mr. Brother Ali. Uh, we got him on, uh, but so we just gonna make it work, okay? Sometimes we just have to make things work. Blessed are those who have found their work. Everybody put in the comments on hashtag, hashtag blessed. Blessed are those who have found their work. Let's face it. Whenever, whenever men and women on the move are asked for their key to success and they reply, hard work, we usually respond in a cynical fashion, wondering what the real secret is behind their good fortune. Was it a lucky break, a, a rich uncle? or knowing the right person at the right time that accounted for their rise to the top. Questions like this may comfort our sagging egos, but they are also blind us from the truth. And the truth in most cases is that peak performers do achieve their objectives through hard work. But you work hard too, don't you? And yet you don't frequently dine out or travel exclusively first class or vacation in your Caribbean summer home. Your definition of hard work probably means 40 to 50 hours a week on your best effort. Well, when these high achievers say hard work, they mean working at top capacity for 60 to 70 hours or more each week, loving their work until it becomes a driving passion and devoting their waking hours to thinking, planning, and striving towards goals that others consider impossible. By hard work, they mean nothing less than total commitment. Total commitment. You will never be promoted until you become overqualified for your present position. Uh-oh. You will never be promoted until you become overqualified for your present position. 
those who envy the star performers in any field should realize that across the entire galaxy of achievement, the stars are those who do not idly wish for success. They give their dedication, their singleness of purpose, their days and nights, weeks, months, and years to an unceasing struggle for greater proficiency. And when the talent they have they have so painstakingly cultivated for so long begins to bloom others who had the same amount of time the same opportunity the same freedom come up and say i'd give anything to be able to do what you're doing to have the things that you have why not complete your mission why not fulfill your dream do you apply the same standards of diligence and excellence that you expect from other from other areas of your life? The greatest results in life are usually attained by simple means and the exercise of ordinary qualities. With enough effort and hard work, everyone can be great at something. Everybody put in the comments, oh, enough. With enough effort, with enough hard work, Everyone, and I mean everyone, can be great at something. Well, billionaires, kings and queens, are you willing to put in the effort? Are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to totally commit to whatever it is it is that you have an interest in so that you can find success. See, the idea of hard work is different depending on who you're talking to. High achievers, peak performers, they don't stop at 40 hours on the clock. They don't stop until. And that's the biggest difference. They keep going until. Most of us keep going until, until, until it's time to clock out. They keep going until they accomplish their goals. That's the biggest difference, I believe, in the mindset between an employee and an, and an entrepreneur. And an entrepreneur doesn't have a clock out time. An entrepreneur has a get, get it done time. Total commitment to your dream. What would that look like if you just totally committed to your dream? Totally committed to your goal? Totally committed to your aspirations. See, there's some people that just can't understand it. Like, man, you are—you never turn off. No, I don't, because this—this is the life that I've created. I'm totally committed to my 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 journey. I'm totally committed to accomplishing my goals and building my dreams and building my empire. I'm totally committed to that. Most people are totally committed to foolishness. Totally committed to the marijuana. Totally committed to the alcohol. I'm totally committed to building a legacy and building wealth. What are you totally committed to? Great question to ask. A quick word from our sponsor. All right, Brother Ali, man, we're going to see if we can bring Brother Ali up in here, man. You, you, you ready to go, man? I see you doing some other stuff. See if I can get you in. All right, Brother Ali, man, how you doing, man? Great, great. Um, I'm so grateful 
for the information you're passing out, brother. You are is passing out uh, millions, billions of dollars of information this morning. And the brother who wrote the book was a brother that used to work for Think and Grow Rich, the greatest book for success, one of the greatest books for success in America. Absolutely. So, Paul, uh, um, um, I'm going to give you some information to your people this morning on affirmation. Now, affirmation are two. Well, first, brother, I think you might, may want to introduce yourself, man. Tell people okay. who you are, what you do, why you do what you do. Okay. I'm Ali Muhammad. I'm an entrepreneur. I live here in Atlanta. I've been doing business since 1968 for myself when it came from the military. I was in the war of Vietnam. Um, since I came from Vietnam, I've made millions in the fast food business in another city. Here in Atlanta, I built some homes here. And at this time, uh, I'm working with the true laundry detergent. It's a primary product that we have all over America and outside of America. We in Dubai at this time. We in South America. Uh, we're so honored to be able to serve people. The business world has been a calling in my life. It's a passion for me to serve people. And I love people. I have six children. I have eight well, they're not children, not, they're adults. I have um, eight grands and one great grand. That's Those are my heroes, my superheroes. And also, I work with the brother who created We Buy Black. Uh, that's a, a website that we have for African-American to put their products on. This weekend is a big conference going on for We Buy Black. If you go to We Buy Black, you'll see all the information. And we are teaching young men and women. We are recruiting people to become a distributor. And when you become a distributor, you have to change your mindset. The information that Evan is, Evan is giving you now, this is what we teach every day. You have to transform your life, your way of thinking, really, is to change your attitude. And what is your attitude? Your attitude is a habit of thought. It's what you think about. That's what you're going to bring about. Those are the affirmations, what you tell yourself every day, especially when you get up in the morning and just before you go to bed at night. Thoughts are things. So we specialize in teaching affirmation and visualization but before you set your affirmation you need to set your goals and before you set your goals you need to take self-evaluation of all your areas of life we don't just teach people how to make big money you have to be balanced a balanced human being you have to be balanced in your family life and you have to be balanced in your social life you have to be balanced in your spiritual life and you got to be balanced mentally, social, all a role, role like a balanced human being. So when you take self-evaluation, you'll find out your weakness. We don't tell you to concentrate on your weakness, concentrate on your strength, but set goals to improve. Everybody has a weakness. 
no problem. But don't wake up every morning thinking on your weakness. Think on your power. You got unlimited power. That's what the Creator gives every one of us. We have so much energy and so much mind power, especially your imagination. That's one of the powers that the Creator gives you and your concentration. And you just sit in your decision, your power to make good decisions. And that's why you use affirmation because so many thoughts gonna pass your mind every day. And some of the thoughts are negative thoughts. Some of it is full of fear, worry, and doubt, and limitation. So we preach and teach affirmation. One of my great mentors in the affirmation field come from, came from Paul J. Myers. I started with Paul J. Myers in 1976-77. He's the president of SMI, Success Motivation Institute. Cost me 15000 just to become a distributor of SMI. So I have a PhD in human behavior. How to change your habits of thinking. So if you're willing to learn and you want to hear more, I have unlimited information. Unlimited education in that field. An affirmation is just an act of expressing your belief in the truth of a particular statement. Affirmations have been given many names such as self-motivators, self-commands, auto-suggestions, or self-talk. Affirmations are merely positive declaration of what we believe to be true. Truths we believe and desire to live by, such as proverbs and sayings. Now, this is some examples of affirmation that you have probably heard many, already heard these many times. Early to bathe, early to rise, and make a, make a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Every cloud has a silver lining. Smile and the world smile with you. See, the advantage of affirmations such as these are lie in the ability to, to build self confidence. And if you're into the business world, this is one of the great principles and laws you have to have self confidence, inner security, and a positive self image. These are some things you got to have. They give us words to express what we feel and to justify the action we take. See, the most effective affirmation are those you compose for yourself based on your goals. Like I say, you have to have written and specific goals. That's one of the things I learned from Paul Myers in Success Motivation Institute. If you're not now making the progress you like to make and is capable of making, it is simply because your goals are not clearly defined. You have to have written goals for the day. You have to have written goals for the week. You have to have written goals for the month, for the year, or five, or five years. Those are long range goals. Goals keep you on track. Goals help you to concentrate. So, now we, so before you start using affirmation, set your goal. 
the most effective affirmation are those you compose for yourself based on your goals and describing the person you want to be, the things you want to do, and what you want to have. When you repeat such affirmation, you build within yourself the self-confidence, the assurance, and the determination you need to overcome obstacles you face in reaching your goals that are meaningful in your own life. They help you to combat fear, the uncertainty, and the temptation to procrastinate that everyone must face on the path to goals of achievement. Fear is a big enemy to the human being. We fear the unknown. We fear poverty. We fear the loss of love. We fear sickness. All these things are inside your system. And in the 21st century, uh, they call it your cellular system. Things that came in your mind when you was a kid that you didn't have no control in your environment from the home, from the school, from the religious church or whatever you, it's over and over. It's what we call conditioning. We all been conditioned in our environment. So what we have to serve you with, to help you change some of the bad condition that went in our minds and in our system. How, after, how affirmation works. We all talk to ourselves, whether we realize it or not. Unfortunately, we talk. We too often repeat much of the negative input. And same thing, the great teacher, Mr. Evans, was saying, we, we repeat a lot of negative things that keep us from being successful. These are habits. These are patterns in our culture, how we deal with people and how we deal with our money, how we deal with relationship. These are some things that we have to change. We have to transform our way of life. So this is what we do. We help you to change. And we give you affirmation, like one of the great affirmations is today I am healthy, today I am wealthy, today I am successful. You are where you are again. It's by the dominating thoughts that occupy your mind. Thoughts, thousands of thoughts pass your mind every day. Now, one of the most important times to use affirmation, like I said, is early in the morning to gain control over your time and your attitude. If you customarily say, this is a miserable day, or I dread what I must do today, your spirits obviously fall. How different your day might be if you begin it by repeating this biblical affirmation. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Affirmation can affect both your physical well-being and your mental attitude. Doctors know that a person who say, I'm afraid I'm getting sick. It's more, much more likely to, to be ill than the one who say, I remain healthy. Some doctors say that as much as 75% of the people who visit the doctor's office suffer from psycho 
psychological illness, self-induced negative thoughts. Like I say again, thoughts are things. What you think about, that's what you're going to bring about. You have the power to direct your own life. You can create your own destination, de destiny, but you have to control your thoughts. Like he was saying in the presentation, you are the master of your mind. Of, that's what you have to control, your thoughts. Now, see, your, your mind is like a highly efficient computer. It controls your action, your emotion, your attitude according to the material it has been given to you to work with. See, if you feed your mind with negative ideas and information, it only can respond negatively. If you give it positive, confident information, it will respond in like manner. Okay. If you like to gain greater control over your temper, your mind might be remind you yourself daily. I remain in control of my emotion and reaction at all time, no matter what other people say or do, no matter what circumstances arise. I act calmly and rationally. If you are trying to improve the management of your finances by following a family budget, you can remind yourself daily. I spend my money for pleasure and profit according to the plan of our family have made. If you decide that you want to improve communication with your children, you might affirm, I enjoy knowing my children as people. I listen when they talk and understand not only their words, but their feelings. I respect them and their rights to be themselves. Now, you can visualize for a moment your mind as a large bucket. Into this bucket go all kind of experience and information, ideas and feelings. You have accumulated over the past. A great deal of what goes into your mind in that bucket during the early part of your life is unfortunately negative. It's just how it is. We have a lot of negative thoughts and ideas is already in the subconscious mind. You are told in life, don't do this, or you must avoid that. You are repeatedly warned to be warned to be careful or told exactly what to do. But these things you can change now. You can change because you have the ability to choose what you think. God gives you the power to choose. See? And then how to formulate affirmation. As you begin to use affirmation, you must first use borrowed affirmation, which you which you read or hear other people repeat. The sooner you can begin to formulate your own statement, support your personal goal, the sooner you begin to realize specific benefits from the use of important tools. As you plan the affirmation that you will use, if this is a few guidelines will help you. Affirmation should contain the first person pronoun, which is I. You can never make an affirmation for someone else's affirmation or 
you you can never make an affirmation for someone else. Affirmation are used only when they are internalized. The use of I in your affirmation serve as a personal commitment on your part to live according to what you affirm. This this information I'm giving you come from a a powerful improvement program that I used to market many years ago. When I market this program, it sold for a thousand dollars. Today, it costs you five thousand dollars. Okay, affirmation should be written in the present tense. This is the point which most people have trouble as they first begin to use affirmation. It may be difficult to say, "I'm vice president of my company," when you realize that this is not true. A carpenter used tools such as a hammer or saw. See, these are tools. They are neither true or false. So it is with affirmation. Affirmation is a tool. They are merely tools to help you to achieve a final effect. They express your belief in a future truth. If, however, you use the future tense and say, "I will be vice president of my company," you are likely, "I will." I will be vice president of my company. You are likely to procrastinate in taking necessary action to bring this path. You need to know how it feels to possess your goal. Therefore, make your affirmation in the present tense. We read that again. Make your affirmation in the present tense. Affirmation should be stated posit positively. If you state your affirmation negative, you'll have you'll have trouble forming a clear mental picture of them. For example, if you say I'm not I'm not nervous or afraid when I speak before a group, it will you to picture what it means to be not nervous. If, however, you say I enjoy sharing my ideas by speaking before a group, it is easy to picture yourself confident. And happy, and to feel the warm emotion that are yours when you speaking in this manner. Uh, I'll give you one some affirmation I use for my personal self for attracting money. I am a money magnet. People love to give me money because I add, because I add value to their life. People love to give me money because I add value. To their life, uh, I am a money magnet is very and powerful in the 21st century because you can attract money in your life. Money just don't come from your job. All right, one second, you, brother Ali. Say again. I said one one second, man. So, uh, for everybody that's watching, man, go ahead and put in that comments below. I am a money magnet. I am a money magnet. And as you hear what Brother Ali said, he said he had there was a there was a there was a piece to that affirmation, and, and the reason why money comes to him because he brings value and adds value to other people's life. Right now, I want you to think about the value that you add to other people's life. See, all too often we may wake up and we may think I'm bringing no value, but that's not true. Uh, you add value to people's lives, but if you think about the value that you add, then you understand, or hopefully you begin to understand, as I've been teaching you. 
uh, that money is nothing more than exchange of value for value. So as you add more value to people's lives, then it's, 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 it's incumbent upon the universe to reward you for the value that you bring to the lives of others. And that reward typically comes in some type of form of compensation. So as you add more value to the lives of others, as you help enough other people get what they want, you will have everything that you want. So a money magnet attracting money into your life all comes down to the value or the service that you render unto others. You got to ask yourself today, if I'm in a position where I need to attract money into my life because money is not something that you pursue, it's something that you attract. In order for you to become more attractive, that means that you become more valuable. In order for you to become more valuable, you render more and better service unto others. What can you do today to bring of more service to someone else? What can you do today to be of more service to the job that you hold or the position that you that you have? What can you do today to be bring more service and better service than you did yesterday? Everybody putting console more and better. I'm telling you that once you begin to understand the principles of money, that is nothing more than an exchange. The more and better service that you render and provide unto others, you become more attractive. And as you become more attractive in the marketplace, then you become a money magnet. Brother Ali, I'm yes, pretty sure you're in a position now where you can't keep money from coming to you, coming, coming to, from knocking on your door. I yes, mean, you have to knock on the door no more. The, the door be knocking on, the, the money be knocking on your door. That's right. That's but look, I want to give them this this affirmation. They have to write this one down. This is this is very powerful affirmation. I'm so happy and grateful now. Money is coming to me. Increase in quantity through multiple sources on a consistent basis. I'm so happy and grateful now. Money is coming to me. Increase in quantity through multiple sources on a consistent basis now affirmation like what i'm giving you now worth a lot of money but you got to saturate yourself you got to say this affirmation 30 times before you go to bed say it 30 times when you wake up in the morning say it just at lunch time you got to saturate your mind with these thoughts i have another powerful app but this one here take this and run with it but what we're giving you people spend they invest big money the best investment right now in America, people telling you many things. They're telling you about the stock market. They're telling you about this business. They're telling you about the real estate. But the best investment you can make today is in you. When you can improve on the power that the creator have given you from birth, from the crack of the bell, when you got here, he give you unlimited power. And the only limits that you have is the limits you put on yourself. Those are self-imposed limitations. Not only African-American people suffer with self-imposed limitations. Everybody do. You got unlimited potential. There's no limit to money. There's no limit to diamonds. I tell people it's like money is like the water in the ocean. It's like we like fish swimming in the ocean, swimming in the water every day. And we looking for water. And you live in the water. You one with the water every day. And you have to stop that. 
You got to trust the creator. He owns everything. All the diamonds, all the gold, all the fish, all the oranges, all the apples. He create that for you. He give it to you. But if you don't know how to tap in and trust the creator and look away from your circumstances. Our biggest problem, the people who I deal with, I do coach a lot of people. Okay, that's my legacy. I love people. I love touching people. I want you to bust out and uh, step up where you can be that person that God wants you to be. Stop being mediocrity. You see, then we can solve some of our social illness in the African-American people. We believe that one of the problems, we, we don't have enough abundance in our community. You got to stop thinking that somebody else coming here to help you. No government, no president. You got all the help you need inside you. You're responsible for your financial dignity. If you're not, then that's your fault. You're not around the right people, and you're not reading the right books, and you ain't setting no goals. But that's okay. The day is a new day. Forget about what you did yesterday. That's gone. You'll never see that day again. This is the new day. This is the baby day. This is the first day of your life. And you have to think like this every day. Because you got the greatest opportunity, the greatest chance. Many people didn't wake up this morning. Some people wake up, they can't see. Some people wake up, don't have no legs. Some people wake up, they can't talk. So we have the gift. It was given to us. But what you do with the gift all day long. So our job is to pass it on. If it's not in you, you can't do it. You got to put it in your mind yeah, until your cup is running over. It's not an outside job no more. It's inside in the 21st century. The kingdom of God is in you. It's in your mind. It's in your heart. So, but you got to use the tools. One of the tools of affirmation and visualization. You got to feel it. This is another affirmation I use. I am abundance in every good way. Infinite money is mine to earn. Save, invest, exponentially multiply, and share. I am abundance in every good way. Infinite money is mine to earn. To save and invest, exponentially multiply, and share. My abundance is making everyone better off. I embrace abundance. And abundance embrace me. But that first one, I want you to take this one at a time. Saturate your mind with that. Because you'll be attracting more money in your life in the next 30 days. That's a guarantee if you use it. But if you don't use it, it ain't nothing going to happen. It's just a tool. People taught me this many years ago when I got into the laws of attraction. And it works for me. I came here. Um. So my business is in Jersey. I made millions in, in New Jersey. So my mama was my wife. She was my coach. She taught seven children. She was a woman with a high power intellect because she was educated. She finished high school and went to college. She didn't teach me to go to college, which is good because a lot of time going to college wastes a lot of your time and energy. And after you get out of college on some of the little grieves that we have, you owe a lot of money. And it stress you out, make you drink more, smoke more. You just have bad habits. You see, 
do something for yourself before you go to school. Already have your business going in a big bank account. You do everything better when money is stacked up in your account. You got investment. You got sources of money coming in. And some people will teach you that money is the root of all evil. No. People that is in poverty is evil and hate. Person who got earned money and got sources of money coming in, they're a lot more pleasant. You don't have to worry about them stealing nothing from you. So don't let people tell you the money is the root of all evil, neither. And in my experiences, they have shown me the people that have a poverty mind mentality, and that's all poverty is. Poverty is a spirit. And we got caught into that spirit of light. Always complain about it ain't no jobs. This costs too much. I wish I could do this. That's a spirit. You got to destroy that from within. And it's your responsibility. I can only pass the information and the education on to you. But it's your job to take responsible for yourself. God didn't give you the power. He give you the tools. He give it to everybody. Now, if you don't use them, you're going to lose it. Because you're going to get older and you're going to return back to the Creator. The day is your day. This is the first day of your life. Take charge of your thinking. Whatever you vividly imagine, I darkly desire and sincerely believe and enthusiastic act upon, it must in it verbally come to pass. See, you are where you are and what you are by the dominating thoughts that occupy your mind. The powers right here between your ears. We never learn how to master the mind. We go to many colleges, we get many degrees, but we can't take control of our thoughts. We have to choose what we think about every day choose health choose peace choose prosperity choose abundance choose love choose joy this is your responsibility i'm so grateful to be able to share it with you this morning and 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 and, and then if you uh haven't bought the true laundry detergent it's a product that was created by black scientists i'm one of the owners of it here in atlanta then go to go to thetrueproducts.com. Also, you can pick it up on We Buy Black. Uh, Mr. Evan is a distributor of it. He's been one of my mentors of helping with the product many over four or five years now. He has sent us many distributors. So you in good hands with him. And I'll be working with him more and more. So I'll be putting out more books on affirmation, books on how to set goals, books on how to track money. But most important thing, your health is your wealth. It's your well-being. Do it inside first. It's a piece of cake on the outside. It's just your well-being. I don't like the word. They have books out. One of the great books is The Science of Getting Rich. I like the word wealthy. It's not physical things so much. Many people got physical things, but they're not wealthy. See, wealth is well-being. It's your health. It's your health. You got to say affirmation for your health, just like you say affirmation to attract money. And you have to uh, socialize with people that work out, people that eating uh, 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 food that is good for your liver and your kidneys. You have to stay away from that white sugar. 
the doctors, everything is on the computer to Google it up. White sugar is more 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 um, harmful than cocaine. This is out there now. The doctors already show we have a lot of problems in our community. Reason why I say in our community, I love all people, is we are one family. But I can't take care of nobody else until I take care of my house and my family first. It start at the home. And one of the greatest ways for you to attract wealth and health is be appreciative, gratitude. Be thankful for what you have. The more appreciative you are, the more he opened the door to give you more. And you got to ask for it bigger today. This is the 21st century. It's not 40, 50 years ago. Things have changed, cost more money. So you got to attract more money in your life and have fun doing. You got to be happy. It come to you when you're happy and joy. That's why God put you here to be free, to joy, you see, and to grow, to multiply, compound, exponentially compound the money. So I'm just so grateful to be a student, a servant to help you guys. Somebody pass it on to me. So I enjoy passing it on. And I thank you, Evan, so much for giving me the opportunity. I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. This is the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put in a book, we absolutely will find it. Now, I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, and we invite you to join the Black Billionaires Club. Get connected with brothers and sisters who are serious about winning with money, serious about success, and super serious about helping you to accomplish your goals and to build your dreams. Check out the website at www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. You can find that link in the description above or below. Make a decision to change the rest of your life. We'd ask that you would subscribe and support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes to improve financial literacy within our community and ultimately to help us to build the School of Wealth, to build an institution that will teach the next generation about money. And your small monthly contribution can make all the difference. Well, say, well we want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the New Black Wall Street Book Club. We want you to remember this, that it takes a village and it starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got, people. And thank God that that's more than enough. Until next episode, you know what time it is. Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new, new black, new. It's the new black Wall Street book club. With your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now you ain't gotta leave the computer. But we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new Black Wall Street. Book club, book club. Yeah. Thank you.